This is Bruce Friedman of Adult Site Broker, and welcome to Adult Site Broker Talk, where each week we interview one of the movers and shakers of the adult industry, and we give you a tip on buying and selling websites. This week we'll be speaking to adult actress Coraline Jewell. Adult Site Broker is proud to announce the launch of our new website at adultsitebroker.com. We've added some enhancements to the site, such as FAQs and a complete new platform. The look and feel of the new site are nice and up to date. The new site also has links to our marketplace and affiliate program. Plus, don't forget ASB Marketplace, the first platform where you can buy and sell adult sites and domains for free. ASB Marketplace allows buyers and sellers the chance to come together on properties that are valued below our company's minimum of $50,000. Don't pay for other marketplaces when ASB Marketplace gives you the service for free. Visit ASBMarketplace.com and sign up as a seller or as a buyer today. And, of course, there's ASB Cash, the first affiliate program for an adult website brokerage where you can earn as much as 20% of our broker commission referring sellers and buyers to us at Adult Site Broker. Check out ASBCash.com for more details and to sign up. Now let's feature our property of the week that's for sale at Adult Site Broker. We're proud to offer for sale an adult pay site discount and review platform. The site offers top discounts to the hottest networks in adult entertainment. In addition, they offer full-length scenes to these sites so surfers can sample the content. Also, these scenes serve to keep the visitors engaged longer on the site than the traditional review site. They offer outstanding prices to adult networks on behalf of their visitors. The surfers on the site will be hard-pressed to find a better price to their favorite network including Evil Angel, Adult Time, Browsers, Bang Bros, and just about every other adult network in sight. They've been growing their email list since 2020, and the list has grown to over 2,000 in the past six months. Their unsubscribe rate is in the low single digits. Their free porn section is growing, and they currently have roughly 150 scenes. Their traffic has been all organic until recently, but now they've started paying for traffic as well. This has boosted their ability to grow their email list and get returned visitors. You can buy this outstanding discount and review platform for only $956,000. Now time for this week's interview. My guest today on Adult Site Broker Talk is our returning champion, Coraline Jewell. Coraline, thanks for being with us today on Adult Site Broker Talk. Thank you for having me. The returning champion. How did I become a champion? That's what I want to know. I guess you've never seen Real Time with Bill Maher, huh? No, uh, yeah, I haven't. Watch. You got to watch it. He he uses that for his guests when guests come back on. So I decided I'd use that just for- just I for, like it. I knew you would for kicks and giggles. So let's tell people about you. Coraline is a perfect example of a woman living by her favorite quote, patience will prosper. She's a number one international best-selling author of the book, When the Ice Melts, the story of Coral and Jewel, as well as a working porn star, a retired competitive athlete, porn director, swing club owner, fitness trainer, I'm running out of breath, wedding planner, talent manager, voiceover actress, coach, and motivational speaker. 
Corlin Jewell is the epitome of a strong, powerful female entrepreneur. Join her journey through life as a sex worker in a world where judgment is human nature. Follow her coaching, training sessions, speaking engagements, and book signing schedule on CorlinJewell.com, as well as her social media. Corlin also hosts a podcast, which yours truly has been a guest on, by the way. It's called the Hanky Panky Podcast. I love that name. And can be found <laughs> at HankyPankyPodcast.com. Where else would it be found? So, Corlin, I'm exhausted already. Um, I'm exhausted listening to that. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, and I, and I felt a sneeze coming on while that was while that while I was saying that. So, uh, yeah, you're gonna have to talk a little bit. So, um, you were last seen being chased around by a poor young writer for Why Not by the name of Michael McGrady in Las Vegas. Oh my goodness! So, yes. uh, so how was that extended weekend? So, um, Michael was assisting us. I'm working on turning my book into a documentary. So that's yes. another project on top of everything. And, um, so Michael was helping us with the screenwriting for that. And so we did our first set of scenes. We shot them out in LA and Michael came out from Colorado and we did, I believe we shot nine scenes in two days. Hmm. And then Michael and I went to kind of enjoy a little bit of casino time or whatever. You and then like that. You like casino time, don't you? You know, it's my escape from reality. I can just sit there and have a glass of wine and push buttons and pray. <laughs> <laughs> I like how Michael started his article with me. He said, flag it, flag it, flag it, because that's what the bonus is, three flags, and then you get to go to the bonus round. It's the best ever. <laughs> God. Yeah, I talked to him, and we talked about that weekend, and it was, uh, I'm sure you've, uh, well, that's right, it hasn't aired yet. Um, so I'm sure, uh, I'm sure you'll enjoy that. Um, now I understand you were at, at Exotica for the first time. Was it successful? Did you learn anything? I learned a lot from Exotica. So that's my first time doing an Exotica. I've done the AVNs for years, but never, has never had a booth at the AVNs. Um, and Exotica, I found, I, I learned a lot more for on the business side for me. So, hmm. you know, I, I brought too much stuff with me traveling on an airplane and, um, I looked around at other booths to figure out, you know, what's eye-catching, what brings you, what brings people into your booth, mm -hmm. um, stuff like that. So that was a learning experience for me. I've, I came home, I redesigned my entire setup, my banners, um, my displays, because I've got my CBD personal lubricant. Um, and so that I learned a lot there. And then I also learned from, um, I did a seminar there. I did a motivational speaking seminar. And I think that what I'm going to do with the next at Three Exoticas is actually have a piece of paper at my booth that says what time my um, seminar is. Great because idea. I can't tell you. Yeah, people would come to me and they were like, you know, it's seven o'clock tonight, right? And I'm like, no, last night, you know, and they, <laughs> you know, they missed it. And so um, I think if I have like a little reminder, so little things, you learn a lot, but I had a great time and I met a bunch of people and I, bunch of, I, rumped, I ran into a lot of old friends that I haven't seen for years. So it was nice. Now you talked about the seminar called, uh, I believe it's called In Your Truth. It's a sex positive seminar. Um, what kind of feedback have you received on it? And uh, what do you talk about? Um, I got amazing feedback on it, actually. Um, and what I talk about is I really just, you know, open up myself to everybody that's sitting in the audience and I share my story. I share my story of how, you know, I was a immigrant from South Africa, uh, you know, mm -hmm. private school education, um, Olympic hopeful to go to the Olympics for South Africa for figure skating. <laughs> and, um, you know, how when life throws you a curveball, uh, what are you going to do with it? And where's it going to take you? And, you know, how never pretty much, you know, ultimately never did I 
say when I was a little girl, eight, nine years old, you know, I think when I grow up, I'm going to be a porn star and a director. <laughs> I'm going to run a swingers club and I'm going to be a wedding planner, podcast host, publish an international bestselling book, make a documentary, <laughs> you know, uh, be a motivational speaker, lifestyle coach, all these kind of different things. But, um, it's, it's my, my, uh, seminar is really just about how, uh, I finally think that all these curveballs that were thrown at me, put me where I need to be, which is motivational speaking. So it's kind of neat. I had a really good time. I loved it. And what do you discuss during your uh, during your speeches? Give us a little snippet of it. Um, that's, that's kind of like it. I talk about, um, you know, how, uh, you know, how like little things. So, for example, um, what's a good example? Um, I, I, I was got a modeling job. OK. Mm -hmm. And I was a model. I was never I was never a stripper. I was never in the porn industry. I have mm -hmm. a degree in theatrical production mm -hmm. and just getting on Facebook and posting, does anybody know of a nightclub that I can shoot at with my photographer takes me to a gentleman's club in San Diego where I walk in and it's my high school friend who then says to me, you should be a dancer. Hmm. And at 35 years old, I started dancing oh, wow. and that led, that led to somebody else saying to me, you should dance in Palm Springs. And that led to the manager there whose name was Hank. Okay. Um, <laughs> of course, me, of course it was. <laughs> well, you're ready for this. So Hank says to me, would you be interested in running a swingers event here at our place? Which leads to Hank's like boss saying to me, let's invest in a swingers club for you. And that's how we came up with Hanky Panky. And <laughs> then, so you see what I'm saying? Like life throws you a curveball, and then you just keep taking it and running with it and seeing where you're going to go next. <laughs> that's crazy. That's crazy. So. T talk about your, your childhood in South Africa. Um, now you, um, you were a figure skater that I, I kind of start to understand your personality based on that, because I know that when you're uh, an Olympic hopeful and you're, and you're especially figure skaters who they put so much work into it. Um, the work ethic just has to be amazing. That, that must've really um, trained you for the amount of work you do now. I think absolutely. I definitely can look back. So I started ice skating when I was three years old out here in, uh, when my family immigrated to California. And mm. um, I really, really do say that uh, I think figure skating kept me out of trouble because mm. when my friends were smoking and drinking and, you know, being sexually active, I wasn't. They actually they used to call me the blue ball queen because um, <laughs> I, I knew, you know, I wasn't going to get pregnant because then I couldn't ice skate. So ice skating definitely gave you the, the you know, the discipline. Um uh, it kept me out of trouble and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. We actually, we actually filmed, this is an interesting thing. We're filming my documentary, as I told you. And we did yes. one of our scenes at the, we did one of our scenes. We needed to do it at an ice rink. And so I called the ice rink and I said, you know, told them who I was. And the director of the ice rink is the same director that was there when I was three years old. Oh my God. So. She let us use the rink and it was funny because we were driving down there. We had to, I don't know if you know J crew, but J crew, we had to mm -hmm. wake up at four at 3 a.m to leave my house at 4 a.m. to be at the ice rink at 5. That was the ice time they gave us. And oh. I just remember looking at the girl who's playing me. She's a figure skater from Sweden. And hmm. looking at Jay and I go, I don't know how the hell I did this for 30 years of my life, you know? Oh. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, – I, I can't imagine. I can't imagine the dedication it takes to to be an Olympic athlete. Yes, period. To, to be an athlete, period. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, and it wasn't a very good one, by the way. So, um, <laughs> you released a new CBD personal loop. Now, can you share why you wanted to do it? Tell us about the process, the benefits, and also what kind of feedback. And lastly, where can I find some of this stuff? 
All right. So let's see. The reason that I wanted to do it, first of all, was because um, uh, a lot of people will agree with me, I'm sure, and I'm not going to ever say names, but there are personal lubricants out there, not CBD, that get sticky or they taste funny or they smell funny. Mm -hmm. Um, And the biggest thing for me is that you're constantly, at least for me, going, where's the lube? I need more lube. And that's just (laughs) kind of ruins ruins the moment. So I wanted to find a product like a coconut oil because coconut oil is something that does last for a while and doesn't Mm. really have a taste or a smell. Um, And then I was at a swingers lifestyle event and next to the bed, they have like lubes and there was a CBD lube and I used it and my orgasm was like so intense, but I didn't know it was a CBD lube. So that's where this all came from. Mm. When I turned on the light and I was like, oh my God, what kind of like, that was amazing. I realized what it was. And I decided like, wait a second, I want to venture in onto this project. So that was a two year in the making. And my lube is, um, it's actually developed in Utah. Hmm. It is no taste, no smell, no taste, no smell. Um, honestly, you can take two pumps, put it next to the bed. You don't have to touch it again. The only thing is it's not compatible with latex yet. So one step at a time. And, um, what does it, what does it do? Meld it? <laughs> so they say te- technically coconut oil is, you know, not compatible with latex ah. is, is the deal. Um, but it doesn't, doesn't stain. It's no, you know, that doesn't injure any, I've used it on my toys. I'm good with that. Um, the orgasm is insane for a woman. And so my study more was like, okay, taking it to my swingers events and having my couples try it and giving me feedback. Mm-hmm. And then we would go back to the company and say, okay, we like it, but it has a little bit of a funny taste or let's switch this. And so mm-hmm. we nailed it. I'm getting great feedback. Um, mm-hmm. People love it. And um, now I'm working on getting it into different distributors, but I also have a website for it, which is, um, oh, we were just talking about that. Which one? It's uh, Jules, J-E-W-E-L-S, C-B-D, lubricant.com for now. <laughs> you're amazing. So um, as if you're not busy enough, I understand you're doing that documentary that you talked about. Yes. Um, so how did this come about? And maybe you can tell us about the progress. So the documentary, um, after I released the book and it became a number one international bestseller, a lot of people, you know, I always welcome feedback, negative or positive. I think that's how you um, improve yourself. I'm working on my second book right now, and I've taken the feedback from book number one and put that into book number two. So the documentary was people were saying to me, you should put this into a movie. Like you, You really, really should. And I think that your viewers will really be able to relate to the, you know, the obstacles and the, the challenges that you've had to overcome in your life to get where you are. And so so I have a theater degree, but I don't have I don't have a film degree. So mm. I looked on Facebook and I reached out to this director in New York City named Kevin Michaels. Um, mm. I was very intrigued by his work and I sent him a copy of my book and I asked him his honest opinion. Like, read this book, come back to me and say, this would be the most boring movie in the world. I'm not doing it. Just tell me. Don't let me waste my mm. time. And Kevin said, this is going to be an amazing, amazing story. And so we've embarked on this journey and... Um, I'm loving every moment of it. I'm loving it. And what's really neat is a lot of the people that are pay- like playing the cast in my documentary um, are actually playing themselves. Oh, wow. If that makes any sense. So, for example, when I shot my first like major porn scene, which was uh, my porn movie, it was three days on set for Wife Swinger Swap Three with Luke Wilder, hmm. and Todd Hunter was with the right. He was the writer for the AVNs. He was there, hmm. and he sat next to me on a bench, and he said to me, you know. Are you new? And we just, you know, had a conversation. He he could tell I was nervous. And so when uh, I put out on Facebook, like, does anybody want to be in this movie? Todd came back and he goes, yeah, if I can be me. So we just (laughs) shot that scene. So that's really neat. And when I first started dancing in that strip club that I told you about, the owner of that strip club um, actually plays himself in my documentary where I first came into the club on my first day of work. So, um, 
Yeah, so it's really nice. And the uh, the girl that's playing the young Coraline, she is actually my ice skating student from Sweden. 20 years ago, I started coaching her when she was 10 years old. Oh, so she's 30 years old, living in America, studying film, and she portrays me. So um, I'm having a blast with it. Loving it. Yeah, I can tell. I can tell. Yes. Don't Do you, you see how excited I am to talk about that? And then you asked me I about can. my website with my lube, and I'm like, I'm hating it. I'm hating it. <laughs> Do you sleep, by the way? No. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah, I was wondering about that as we record this <laughs> late at night, uh, West Coast time. Um, yep. So, um, and I always do appreciate that, by the way, since I'm in Thailand, as you know. Um, I know. So, that's yeah, not a bad life. So, you've mentioned the second book. Um, yes. What is that going to be about? Give us some uh, some sordid details. <laughs> okay. So, uh, what I did is, again, I took the feedback from what people had said to me. People, um, in my, if anybody's read my book, my book starts out with a journalist that was interviewing me, and then I step in and I finish my book. And I started to realize, and the feedback was, nobody tells your story better than you. So, book That's number true. two is 100% you know, written from my perspective. Mm -hmm. And um, a lot of people would say to me when they were reading my book, which is an overview of different aspects of my life, working in the porn industry, working in a brothel, ice skating, um, living in Sweden, um, living in Germany, married children, you know, all these different things, people would say to me, oh, I wish you would have shared more stories about the swinger lifestyle, or I wish you would have mm -hmm. shared more stories about the brothel. So my publisher said to me, we're going to do a series. So the next book is all about things that I have experienced um, being a owner of a swinger lifestyle club. Uh, mm. I've got 18,000 members now. And, you mm. know, the funny stories, the scary stories. Mm -hmm. um, and that's, yeah, so that's this one. Yeah. So it's only going to be about the Swingers Club or yep, some of these other is, things? Nope. Nope. So this one's just going to focus all on Swinger Lifestyle. I mm. got more than enough. And then Bet. the next one will focus on the brothel. You you're know, all, all about boy, that. Boy, you're all, you, you got it all lined <laughs> up for the, uh, for the entire, uh, uh, the, the entire series. How many books altogether are we going to do? Uh, so, so far I'm just, those three right now. The brothel will be okay. one, the swinger will be one. And then, but do you see, um, when I, when I published my book, mm -hmm. which was June 15th of 2020, right. I didn't know I was going to be doing a documentary or a podcast. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, and then I didn't know of all the amazing people I would be bringing as guests on my podcast. Um, and oh, I'm now well, doing, oh, well, thank um, you. Writing. Oh, well, thank you. I know right? you're talking about exactly. moi. <laughs> see, you meet all these cool people. Um, so yeah, you know, I've got my hands on a bunch of different things, but, um, I know what I'm good at. Like I said to you earlier, I know mm -hmm. what I wanted. I want to be able to sit down and finish my book. I want mm -hmm. to be able to sit down and write the script for my documentary some more. Yeah. But when I'm fighting with building a website, hint, hint, if anybody's listening, reach out to me, please. Um, <laughs> doing the this things is, that I this don't. Is being recorded, this is being recorded in August, by the way. So by that time, I hope you'll have somebody to uh, to develop oh goodness, it. Right. But. <laughs> Right, I know. So yeah, so that's where I'm going right now. I'm working on the documentary. We're shooting mm -hmm. again, middle of September. Um, mm -hmm. another 12 scenes and I wrote seven scenes last night. So, wow. wow. <laughs> Crazy. Okay. Now the brothel is new to me. I think I know uh -oh. a lot about you, but I don't remember you mentioning that. So tell us about that aspect of your life. How did you get into it? And, uh, Tell us, tell us some stories, because I'm sure that's something everyone would like to hear about. That's yeah, that's it. That, everybody said that. More on the brothels. So, um, I was actually shooting with uh, Nina Hartley for Nina Hartley's Seduction, um, and on the set it was a five girl orgy scene, mm. and on the set was I am Sable Renee, and Sable Renee and I had met um in a different. We'd met like 
you know, over the phone, never face to face. Okay. And when Sable looked at me, she's like, you look so familiar. And so we realized, you know, we knew, we knew who each other were, started talking. And I asked her, do you live in LA? And she says, actually, no, I live up in um, Las Vegas or, you know, up in, uh, where was she? At? I think she was in Reno at mm. one of the bunny, ran- you know, one of the ranches, the, uh-huh. the, the brothels. And I asked her what it was like. And she, you know, she told me and I asked her how you get into that line of work or whatever, how you do it. And so <laughs> I was able to thank for, you know, getting me uh, inside. She got me into the alien cat house. I don't, I'm worked- not familiar with that one. So the alien cat house is you go past Vegas and you go like you're going to go to Pahrump where the, um, what's that other one called to the left where Omar overdosed? Um, hmm. the letter L. Anyways, you keep going past that. Yeah. And there, there was literally, it was our little house. Next to us was a gas station. Okay. The back of the gas station was Phil's Cafe. <laughs> and across the street was a fireworks place. And that was it. Um, <laughs> and I did three terms at the brothel. So I would leave my home on a Thursday morning at 6 a.m., go up there, spent Thursday night, Friday night, Saturday night, Sunday night, Monday night, left at 6 a.m. on Tuesday morning just in time to pick up my kids from school, was home <laughs> Tuesday, Wednesday, and then would head out again on Thursday. Serious. So. So um, how was it? I mean, <laughs> tell us about yeah, it. I, yeah, I, I was just, that, I, that was the, the, some of the script I, w- I wrote last night. Uh, positives mm. about the brothel was um, I never had a negative experience with any of the men and I never mm. had um, a, a negative, never. And I actually, um, I'm still to this day friends with like clients that came in there, friends oh, on wow. social media and stuff. Mm. Um, so that was all positive. Negative, it's like living in a sorority house. And I was <laughs> one of the older women. Um you do a lot of sitting around because you're waiting for the doorbell to ring. So right. the doorbell could not ring for 12 hours. And then the yeah. other thing is that there's no shifts. So they call it sleep pretty. So it's 3 a.m. in the morning. You're laying down in bed. You've got, you know, lingerie on, all your full makeup. Mm. Doorbell rings. You have to get up. And yeah. then it's, you know, some trucker that just wants to have a beer. And you're like, fuck, and you got to go back to bed. <laughs> so, um, so it's a lot, you know, it's no sleep really for five days. Oh, but, wow. um and I had some, you know, crazy, well, a lot of those, some of those stories are in my, those are in my book, yeah. you know, like, uh, some of the crazy, crazy requests. Uh, one, I'll tell you one of them. I will shorten it, but, tell um, me, tell me more than one. I, I want to hear about this. Right. You can tell, <laughs> huh? <laughs> All right. Well, this is an, this is an interesting one. So, you know, they'll, they'll tell us, uh, you know, our, our driver's driving into Vegas to pick up a high roller coming in tonight. Okay. Mm. So now, you know, you've got eight girls on alert that, you know, maybe the pretty woman man's going to walk into that home and whatever. So right. we're all waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting. And now it's one in the afternoon, six in the PM, 8 PM, 11 PM. The guy ain't there. So slowly the girls are like, screw this. And they're all going to bed. And it was just really like two of us and about 2 AM. We all, me and the other girl went to bed and then the bell rang at like, 3.30 in the morning mm-hmm. and only her and I got up. Nobody else got up. Hmm. So he had finally arrived and he chose me and, uh, you know, I said, would you like a tour? And he says, I've been here before. I don't need a tour. So you want to sit at the bar? Do you want to go talk or whatever? And so we sat at the bar and then you're not allowed to do what's discuss a party in the parlor. So you have to take him to your room. Right. So we go to the room and he says to me, um, so do you like role play? And I said, yeah, I mean, I like role play. It just depends what you're looking for. And he says, do you like, 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 like children, like baby role play? And all I could think in my head was like, oh, no, this guy's a pedophile. Oh, crap. What am I going to do? You know? (laughs) And I said, well, you have to elaborate. Like, what are you looking for? And he says, do you like diaper play? And now I went from pedophile to, oh, my God, he's going to make me change his crappy diapers. Like, where is this going? And why did I, why did he pick me? You know? And, um, Finally, I got him to, I just kind of said to him, I said, listen, it's four o'clock in the morning. My brain's not really working. Like, you just got to tell him exactly what you want. And he says, I just want to roll around on the floor, wear diapers, play with rattles, play with stuffed animals, choo-choo trains, and just giggle and laugh and be kids. And I'm like, anything else? And he's like, no, that's it. And I'm like, 
no sex, no nothing. And he's like, no, 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 just that. And I'm like, well, how long do you want to do it for? It's four o'clock in the morning. And he says, oh, 24 hours. So, <laughs> yeah. So once you agree on a price, you go out to the house, mom, you do, you know, you pay and then you go back and then um, you're not supposed to discuss with the girls, of course, you know, what your session was. So the next mm. day, all the girls wanted, you know, the high roller finally came in, right? Yeah. And they're all like, come on, Coralyn, come on, Coralyn, what did you charge him? What did you do? And I just would like smile and laugh. And I'm like, you guys have, you'll never guess. In a million years, you will never guess that I was playing with choo-choo trains on the floor last night or this morning. <laughs> so, um, where'd you that, find, where'd you find the choo-choo trains or did he oh, bring no, them? Oh, no, no. Oh, no, sweetheart. He brought, he had a whole bag. He brought, oh, he, he brought a whole bag of toys. Uh, we oh, had, Lord. we had pacifiers. Fires, we had bottles, yeah. <laughs> rattles, we had rattles. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, that's it's kind of like the swinger lifestyle. People really think that, you know, that it's all about, you know, a husband and wife or a boyfriend and girlfriend just go to a party and you've got free reign and you pick another couple and you fuck them. And that's mm. not really what the lifestyle is about. Mm. People mm. think that, you know, when you work at a brothel, majority of the guys that come in there are going to pay you for sex and that's what they want, right. you know? In my um, experience at the brothel, only two of them were sexual experiences. You're kidding. The other ones, I swear to you, the other ones were more like uh, random fantasies or cuddling. Um, mm -hmm. One guy wanted to just, one guy just, we did we did dog play. That's in my book too. Like, dog um, play? He would say, he would say like, oh, that's a good little girl. That's my good little doggy. And he's like, oh yeah, shake, shake, shake. You want to shake? And I was like, oh my God, I can't believe I'm doing this. But <laughs> that was his thing. So yeah. How much would he's 24 like, hours cost? So everybody, you do your own prices, okay? So okay. Um, you make the decision what you want to charge, and everything that you make, 50% of what you make goes to the house. Even if you go yeah. to your room and at the end they tip you, yeah. if they tip you, you better be honest and go to the house and say, I got tipped 100 bucks or whatever, because wow. Dennis Hoff would send in spies. Even if you gave a tour, like if somebody came and they said, yeah. I just want a tour, like sometimes we get little old ladies, you know, that just wanted yeah. a tour. And if they gave me $20 for the tour, I have to go to the front desk or the mom and say, okay, they tip me $20 and then I wow. get 10. So, wow. yeah. So, so that, I mean, was you Dennis, decide that was Dennis Hoff's place, huh? Yeah, that was Dennis Hoff's place. And it was actually interesting because I was one of the girls that didn't live there full time. Mm -hmm. Every single time I arrived at the house, the house mom would say, daddy's not coming this weekend. So you get daddy's room. So already the bitches hated me because they were like, this freaking girl always gets like the king suite room. You know, wow. always had daddy's room. I had the wow. best room in the house. His, awesome. his, his room. <laughs> yeah, it's like his room. If he comes to stay there, that's daddy's room. But oh, every time I went, he didn't stay there. So I got daddy's room. So, yeah. <laughs> interesting. Interesting. What, what? Tell tell me another weird story from there. I'm I'm fascinated now, because because I, I, I just I, thought I just thought you go in those places to to fuck girls because that's all I ever did when I was single. So yeah, no, you see, it's so different. So okay, let's see. Um, I'm only sharing the ones that are in my book because I'm saving or that my in my first series because I don't want to ruin my second book. But um, God my third book, right? The brothels in the third book. Um, another one that was interesting was you know uh, there was Periscope. I know some people have still do, do Periscope, but um, it was one of the mornings at the brothel. I was on live on Periscope and I was dressing up in like country a country outfit, jean shorts or whatever, mm -hmm. and I was just asking my fans like you guys like this outfit or this outfit, and they were like you really need a hat, Coraline, and I'm mm -hmm. like well, I didn't pack I didn't pack a cowboy hat, you know. So whatever the day goes on and. And the doorbell rings and we all go line up and this guy comes to the door and he says, oh, I'm just here for court. Oh, no, that's what happened. On Periscope, this guy said, Coraline, you need a hat. I'll bring you a hat. Oh, right. God. That's what he said. And I go, oh, OK, sure. I, I'll, I, I can't wait to see my hat. Remember, I'm in the middle of freaking nowhere. I'm in Area 51 with a gas station, Phil's <laughs> Cafe, whatever. And this guy says he's going to bring me a hat. 
And sure enough, the doorbell rings like three hours later and we line up and the guy says, oh, I'm just here for Coraline. And all the other girls get pissed. And I look at him and he's got a hat in his hands. And I'm oh, just, God. I was in shock. And I was like, shut up. <laughs> well, shut up. Like, where, where the hell were you? So it turns out he's a trucker mm. and he was sleeping in our lot. Oh, God. And then, and then he um, realized that I was in that brothel. So he came <laughs> in, gave me his hat, which I still have today. Oh, I still wow. have his hat. Yep. And he ended up spending the whole day. He just said, like, how much to just buy you for the day so you don't have to line up and then we can just talk and cuddle for the whole day and night. So wow. um, and we're still friends. I think I can say his name. I won't say his whole profile name, but it's one one man something. That's all I'm going to say. And mm-hmm. uh, to this day, still friends. So, I mean, I met mean, some really, really cool people. <laughs> I guess I was one of the weird ones and wanted sex. Okay. So, um, <laughs> I, I also um, heard uh, you're developing a swinger lifestyle card game. So, what made yes. you want to do this? And tell us more about it and where people can find it. Okay, so the Swinger Lifestyle game came because um, whenever I'm at my party, like I, I host weekend events. So I usually do like Friday night is game night. I tell my guests, you know, bring Twister, bring Cards of Humanity, bring mm-hmm. something that you guys can share with each other and you actually can meet everybody else that's at the party. So Friday night's game night, Saturday's pool party with prizes, and Saturday night's like I'll do entertainment or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so what I noticed is that like they they only really had cards of humanity. So there's 24 hotel rooms right. and you'd go to the everybody's room and I'm like, what'd you guys bring? And they're like cards of humanity. And I'm like, okay, next 23. What'd you guys bring? Cards of humanity. And so I was like, dude, like there's nothing else out there. Right. <laughs> so um, I decided to come up with something that was like truth or dare with a twist is what mm-hmm. I do. And different levels. And right. it's very simple to follow. You know, you can be drunk and you can still follow it. And it's not crazy naughty. It's got, the, you know, you can choose and you can always say no, of course. But yeah. And that game, uh, again, they can just go directly to uh, easiest is probably just to me, to Coraline, my website, C-O-R-A-L-Y-N, Jewel, J-E-W-E-L dot com. And then they go buy the game from me there by contacting me or the Jewel CBD lubricant. We're working on doing this whole new website, as you know. This is mm-hmm, my dilemma. Mm-hmm. This is my dilemma of the week. Well, and the reason for no sleep. It'll all work out, my dear. We were talking it's off. Common. We were talking off air about that. So, yes. what else are you working on? I know there's got to be more, Coraline. There, well, there. I know. Let's see. Okay, so I've got my hanky panky podcast with my yes. guests, and I have my weekly blogs that correlate with that. Yes. Uh, the documentary, the CBD lube, the swinger lifestyle game, the second book. Um, my sw- I, I run my swingers the th- events. The I've third book. On Saturday. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've got the third book. And then the swingers events. And then weddings. Wedding season is back in full swing now. <laughs> and um, gosh, tell me that that's everything, right? I own a mobile fitness company for children too, but I've had to put oh, that gosh. one on the bank back burner. I can't mm. do everything. You can't? Um, no. I'm crushed. No. I'm crushed. I'm trying. I'm completely. I'm, trying. I'm completely crushed when Coral and Jewel says, <laughs> "I cannot do everything." That's right. Wow. That's wow. That's amazing. So, tell us how the podcast is going. Uh, maybe you can tell me about some upcoming guests that would interest me. All right. So let's see. So the podcast is called again the Hanky Panky Podcast, and. Um, what it is, it's not just focused. So there's a lot of podcasts out there that just focus on the you know adult performers, and then there's some that just focus on swinger couples. Mm-hmm. So I kind of I want my wanted mine to be different. I wanted mine to just be a sex positive podcast where our listeners can learn about the lifestyle, the swinger lifestyle, but also um, polyamory, uh, the BDSM mm-hmm. world, uh, pro doms, um, erotic writers, 
um, uh, you know, uh, sex therapists, uh, relationship coaches. Um, one of my most interesting for me was uh, Dr. Perry mm -hmm. was a Dr. Perry was studying to be a priest mm. and almost was there, like ready to go and decided he's going to turn around, become a doctor and study sex therapy and then teach um, sex educational DVDs. He makes them and <laughs> he actually films with the camera and um, it's actual like sex. In other words, it's like what's a little the different from hell? being a priest. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> I've had some really, really cool guests. I had a uh, Dr. Lee Phillips. He's, a, he's amazing. Um, uh, LA kink shrink. He focuses on couples that come to him or people that come to him and, um, have different kinks or fantasies or fetishes where they think that, you know, other therapists tell them, well, there's something wrong with you where hmm. LA kink shrink says, no, there's nothing wrong with you, hmm. you know, and stuff like that. And then, um, okay. Who do I have coming up? Let me think. Uh, Oh, I just um, interviewed. Oh, this is kind of cool. Okay, so Eric Monty mm -hmm. um, was an adult performer, and he's now seventy something years old. Oh. And he got out when. So he was just a guest teaching me all about the golden era. I had um, hmm. Sharon Mitchell was on. Hmm. Um, who else? Is, was? is oh, that uh, the is that the widow of the Mitchell brother? No, Sharon. You know, Sharon Mitchell was um, the adult performer. Oh, like she was really, yeah. Yes. The has remember she's developed. She started AIM, mm -hmm. and then now she works with children with drug. You know, teenagers with drug addiction. Okay. okay um, yeah. I had um, what was oh gosh oh uh, Howie Gordon, also known mm -hmm. as uh, Richard Pachenko, oh, and okay. um, he was also an adult performer, and he mm -hmm. wrote a seven hundred page book, That's and Whoopi all. Goldberg. Right. Whoopi Goldberg wrote the uh, prelude. Oh, I thought you were going to tell me you had her on. No, but she's his neighbor. And I was like, oh, my God, I want to go meet Whoopi. Not so. yet. Not yet. Right. And then who else do I have coming up? Um, Herschel Savage, another adult performer. Um, I just had an erotic author. I released her today. Mm. And I have a swinger lifestyle club owner, but he has a twist. He is a club that actually allows bisexual males, which you would think in the swinger lifestyle community mm -hmm. that we would welcome anybody. You know, that's what it's supposed to be. You're supposed to you welcome your hope open so. You would hope so. And there's so many clubs that will turn away a couple because the male half is bisexual, but the woman can be bisexual. And that to me is bullshit. And so he it's saw a need for that. Exactly. So um, the podcast, it's really neat. It's, I mean, I'm having a good time with it and having a good time with writing the articles to correlate with that. You have a and good time in you, life, my dear. I don't know. I also work, I forgot to tell you, I'm also a chat agent for Dr. Susie's Institute. Jeez. So just on top of all that. Oh, know? yeah. And you do that in your spare time. So um, <laughs> you're still shooting content, I know. Um, yes. Where can we find your latest content? Oh, boy. Okay. So um, my OnlyFans is um, mm -hmm. pretty easy. It's just OnlyFans backslash Coral and Jewel. So it's C-O-R-A-L-Y-N. I always yes. tell people, think of the oral. So oral and then Odyssey <laughs> in the beginning. So it's Coral and Jewel and then uh, Loyal Fans. Mm -hmm. I really like their platform. Same yes. thing, Coral and Jewel. Um, many Vids is the Coral and Jewel. And then I have a Pornhub page. Don't go to Pornhub, you guys, because it doesn't do anything for us. Um, <laughs> and ultimately, as you know, my goal is to have one website where you can go to get my game, my book, my, my films, you know, um, my blogs, everything in one location. Coming soon coming soon when Ugh. it's all when it's all ready um which hopefully it will be by the time this actually drops i'll i'll announce it um it now along with everything you're doing um yes. uh i guess you're still hosting the swingers events and working as a uh, wedding planner so my question for you always is going to be what do you do in your spare time 
I really, I don't have, yeah, right. I know. I don't, you know, like we went to, I went to Las Vegas last weekend, but that was for work. But then, um, you know, I do have some free time or whatever. And I went to my girlfriend's house today to get nails done. And then we hang out at the yes, pool. Yes, I saw your nails. They're lovely. Right. But you see, because I hung out with her, I screwed up my evening because I was, I had so much I was supposed to do tonight, but she wouldn't let me go. Um, <laughs> um, I don't, I don't watch, that's what I don't, I don't watch TV. I don't watch movies. Um, I've only read half of Dick Chibble's book. I haven't even started. Uh, they who interviewed me? It was a, uh, it was a uh, comedians interviewing porn stars at Exotica, and we traded books. He finished mine. I haven't oh, that started his. Like fun. And then uh, what's his name? It's uh, Richard Pachenko's book, the one I told you. It's seven hundred pages. I'm a hundred pages in. <laughs> so, uh, I just I don't have a lot of time. You know, I, I work till probably three in the morning. Then I go to sleep and get up at eight and start again. I tell you, and now... I have two kids too. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. Now, I understand at Exotica, you made some contacts that may lead to still another future project. Which one is that? Are you referring to the doll? I, I Oh, yes, yes, yes. Uh, yes, we're, we're following up on that one right now. So I, I, that was only dolls came to me about working with them. Um, Wait, to have a only, doll. only dolls? Is that like only fans? <laughs> no, so only dolls. They'll, they'll actually create a coral and jewel, jewel doll. I'll oh, go I to want LA one. I want one. Right? Yeah. yeah. So, well, you have to tell them. You see, this is the thing. So they came to me, and now they're like, I don't know where. I don't know if they fell off the earth, but I don't know what happened. Um, I made a lot of uh, contacts for shooting content there. Um, I can't even remember. You're so busy. You're talking to so many people and so many business cards here and there. And then you just got to come home and kind of go through everything, you know? Mm -hmm. Now, um, well, I'm looking forward to that doll coming out for sure. Now, Me too. You have to write them and tell them I'd like a Coraline Jewel doll, please. Okay. You need to, uh, you know, when we get done here, you can give me the information. Now, okay. uh, on your website and podcast site, uh, I see yes. a release weekly blog entry. Where do you find the time to write a blog post uh, when your guest is discussing a topic you might not be very familiar with, for instance, exactly. website brokering? Um, right. And where else are you posting your blogs? So um, it's interesting because sometimes I say to myself, like, crap, why did we include blogs, right? Because mm -hmm. it's another thing for me to have to do. But um, – <laughs> What it, what it does do is that when I'm interviewing a guest that I don't maybe understand their world so much, like a femdom or a dominatrix, um, it, you know, it, it uh, forces me to go and research that so mm -hmm. that I'm more prepared for my interview. And then mm -hmm. um, with my blogs, I have found a way to do them. I voice text into my cell phone and then mm -hmm. I email it over to my computer and then I drop it into Grammarly to fix all my awful you know, spelling or whatever. That's and awesome. then I put it on. So it goes onto the hanky panky podcast to correlate with the guest. And then I'm also putting them on sexpert. And then I'm also putting them on medium mm. now as well. Oh, and medium so. really. No, I have a, I have a subscription to that. Oh, go follow me. Oh, okay. No, I most Please. certainly will. You got to remind yes. me, you remind me of that one too. When we get done. <laughs> right. I know. I know. And then I'm, and then there were some other sites that I had also like, you know, started like there's some swinger sites, SDC mm -hmm. and you know, they were training me how to put them on there. But mm. as I said, Coraline is admitting it. You can't, can't do everything. So wow. I have to, wow. I actually you, have my, you actually, you actually said that life. you actually said that twice. I know. I have to tell myself that Coraline, you can't do everything <laughs> now now how, now you know you're obviously being being a sex worker and having a family how, i mean how is that i would imagine your kids know what you do yes how do you um, how do you how do you deal with that 
Well, it's exactly why I tell people in my, anybody that I meet um, who's in the adult industry or um, if my blogs talk about this a lot, mm-hmm. if you think for a second that you can just do webcamming and that nobody's going to find out or you can just shoot one porn and yeah. no one's going to find out, yeah. guess what? They're going to find out. Sure, okay. Sure. So if you're going to go into this industry, you go in this industry and you go in it with an attitude of, so, you know, I'm not hurting anybody and this is who I am. Right. Okay. Right. Um, because a lot of people at Exotica were like, don't tag me on Facebook because people don't know about me on Facebook. And I'm like, oh, they know. Okay, they know. Of course they so, do. So um, my children, uh, they found out. My yeah, Again, I was, I was one that was hiding it. Mm. And when you're hiding, when you're hiding it, it's just an awful, awful feeling. Yeah, and, um, that, has my, to, that would have to feel terrible. It's an awful feeling because you can't really tell the truth, right? Sure. So I would, you know, I couldn't tell my parents, you know, why I was going to be in LA, you know, or why, I couldn't tell my ex-husband why I needed to keep him late for him to keep the kids late or whatever. Mm-hmm. But um, ultimately what happened was my older sister, I mean, not sorry, older, my younger sister, she was mm-hmm. 19. She found my Instagram oh, and instead of, instead of contacting me and being like, Hey, what is this? She contacted my brother who's five years younger than me. I think he and told instead me this of, before. Yeah. yeah right. And yeah. instead of him saying to her, like, hold on, let's call our sister. They called my dad. So then my dad <laughs> called me and said, you know, you're out of the family and blah, blah, blah. And while I'm crying and talking to him, my 14 year old son walks in and asks what's going on. And now he's heard the whole conversation. And so boom, it's out there. So yeah. I then had to call my mom and say, okay, listen, here's the deal. But you know, what's so nice mm. is now everybody, everybody knows my swinger community knows the kids mm-hmm. know um everybody knows there's no secrets or anything right you know and the other thing that it's done at least for me mm-hmm. is um my kids they, my kids know you can come and talk to me about anything right like anything oh i can imagine Don't, you know and, and and i'm gonna advise you and i'm gonna help you and keep you safe and um mm-hmm. so it's really it's really 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 refreshing i bet it is so. I bet it is. it is. My dogs know what I do, by the way, just to let you know. I, I, <laughs> there you go, I've told exactly. all I've told all four of them and you know, they <laughs> they, they, they sometimes, you know, one wags his tail and then, and then the other one just kind of looks at me sideways. So anyway. Like so here's here's something interesting to tell you. So I just had a, an author on my podcast on Monday mm-hmm. and she couldn't be on camera for video. Okay. She mm. couldn't do YouTube, just uh audio. And she said because just because she writes erotic books, she also does mainstream writing, yes. like journals, yes. you know, and stuff like that. And when I was writing my correlation or my blog about her, uh, you know, and, and it was again, it's her, it was just saying, I can't believe we're still in this you know, judgment that she's not even having sex on camera or anything, but yeah. she's a writer and she has to hide the fact that she writes erotic books. 2021 in the United in the in the United States of America. Although Isn't we it won't, crazy? I won't even get into the politics of that, but uh, oh, and well, I'll, listen I'll, to this. So my um, yeah, I'll let I'll my, let Mr. I'll let Mr. McGrady do that when uh, when you yeah, hear this podcast. It's crazy. It's crazy. But like um, you know, my so remember now, my 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 family knows. They know I worked in a brothel. They know everything. Mm-hmm. So my father reads my book. Mm. Okay. Um, and now he won't talk to me. I'm like, wait a second. I published a number one international best-selling book that's dedicated to you. Mm. You already knew everything in it, but you won't talk to me. And my mom's the opposite. She's like, I'm loving these podcasts. Mm. How do I get in touch with King B? I like him. You know, it's so funny. Oh, so, that's awesome. That's awesome. Well, you, dad will come around, I'm sure. Well, we hope so. We hope so. But that's what my, you know, my whole, my whole goal and motivational speaking and everything is like, you have one life to live, live it for you. Mm-hmm. You're not hurting anybody. No. Be you because you don't want to be a 70 year old divorced person that comes out of this awful marriage and you say, God, I wish I would have done this, this and that. Mm-hmm. So don't, don't wait till it's too late. Just do it. Just Thank- don't hurt anybody. Yeah, Thanksgiving hurt anybody. must be interesting. I just have one yeah. more question. <laughs> yes. How many new ideas do you get a day? 
um, a lot. I, I have a hard time sleeping, so I have to keep a, like my phones next to the bed so yeah. that if I have an idea, even sometimes I'll write part of my script or my chapter of my book in my head. And so I have to actually get up and dictate it to my phone so I can go to sleep. Oh, <laughs> Awful. I'm I'm a Scorpio type A personality. So. Yep, so am I. That's why we get along so well. When's your birthday? October 24th. Oh, that's right. We share a birthday. Did you know that? I for, No, I didn't know that. We, I didn't know. I don't, I don't know if I knew that either. We share a birthday. I'm October 24th. Oh, God. That's why we get along so well. How funny is that? Maybe October 24th we'll have to celebrate somewhere. Anyway. Um, in New Jersey. Hey, New Jersey Exotica. Okay. Well, I will see what I can do. If... Uh, if they uh, mm-hmm. if they finish uh, quarantine here before then, uh, maybe I'll come out. <laughs> right. It would be it would be great to celebrate. Anyway, you know, in figures in figure skating, we call it alpha, beta, gamma, delta. Those are the levels. Mm-hmm. So I just figured we we skipped alpha, beta, gamma. We're in delta, right? So oh, we're God. moving on. <laughs> yeah, let's just hope Crazy. it all comes to an end soon. Well, hey, I hope so. Fingers crossed. Yeah. Well, Corlin, I'd like to once again thank you for being our guest on Adult Side Broker Talk and being our returning champion. And uh, I hope we'll. I know we'll get a chance to do this again soon. Thank you for having me. Look how you guys, we just chatted for an hour. Look at us. We're crazy, huh? We are crazy. My broker tip today is part four of what to do to make your site more valuable for when you decide to sell it later. Trademark your website. Having a trademark instantly protects your brand and makes your site more valuable for when it comes time to sell it. Trademarking your site will cost an average of about $1,500, but should be more than worth the investment when it comes time to sell it. Show buyers ways you feel the site can make more money in the future. This includes showing them future plans you may have, traffic trends, as well as sales trends. If things are growing and you can show them how to grow it more, they're likely to be willing to pay more for the site. Do something unique with your site. If you have competitors, figure a way to do it better. Be different in some distinguishable way that makes you better. Your members will notice and spend more money with you. Make your site a place that people want to visit, not just to buy things or view porn. Be creative, not just one of the many. Keep thinking outside the box and make positive changes to your site. Think like a buyer when planning or updating your site. Don't think like a tech. Think like the consumer. We'll talk about this subject more next week. And next week we'll be talking to social media guru Jason Hunt. And that's it for this week's Adult Site Broker Talk. I'd once again like to thank my guest, Coral and Jewel. Talk to you again next week on Adult Site Broker Talk. I'm Bruce Friedman.